Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today's topic is humble is the way. Yes, that's today's topic. Humble is the way. Jesus Christ is the supreme example of humility. In Matthew 11, verse 29 through 30 says, Take my yoke up on you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, and so, and he is completely adequate and of infinite dignity and worth. Biblical humility is not a belittling of oneself, but an exalting or praising of others, especially God in Christ. Humble people focus more on God and others than on themselves. Biblical humility is also recognition that by ourselves we are inadequate, without dignity and worthless. Yet, because we are created in God's image and because believers are in Christ Jesus, we have an infinite worth and dignity. True humility does not produce pride, but gratitude. Since God is both our creator and redeemer, our existence and righteousness depend on him. Are you ready to get into the word of God? Let's get into the word of God. I love the word of God. Let's go into 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and we're going to go down to verse 14. And let's see what the word of God says. And it says this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will hear their land. And so God's judgment of his people during times of morale decline, spiritual empathy and worldly compromise is drought, buriedness, pestilence and afflictions. God's promise, although originally given to Israel, applies equally to his people of any generation who after experience his judgment meet the following four conditions for a revival of spiritual life in the restoration of God's holy purpose in blessings for his people. In Acts chapter three, verse nine says this, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So let's look at these four things that God will give us in our land if we humble ourselves as a nation. Number one, humble themselves. God's people must recognize their failures, manifest sorrows for their sins and renew their commitment to do God's will. Humbling oneself before the before God in his word means recognize one's spiritual poverty. Number two is pray. God's people must cry out to him in desperation for mercy and must completely depend upon him and trust him for his intervention. Third, the prayer must be earnest and sustained until God answers from heaven. Number three, seek my face. God's people must delightfully turn to God with the whole heart and long for his presence and not just try to escape from adversity. Number four, turn from their wicked ways. God's people must genuinely repent by turning from specific sins in all forms of adultery, renounce conformity to the world, and draw near to God for mercy and forgiveness in cleansing. When God's four conditions for revival and restorations are met, then God's threefold promises of revival will be fulfilled. Number one, God will turn away his anger from his people and listen to their desperate cry and be attentive to their prayers. 
In other words, the first evidence of revival is that God begins to hear and answer prayers from heaven and show compassion for his people. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says this, Come to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Number two, God will forgive his people, cleanse them from their sins and restore his um, favor, presence, peace, truth, righteousness, and power among them. Number three, God will heal, heal his people in their land by again pouring out rain, physical favor, and blessings in the Holy Spirit, which is a spiritual awakening among the covenant people and among spiritual among the spiritual laws. Let's get back into the word of God. Let's go into Proverbs, Proverbs chapter three. And then we're going to read verse um, five through six. And let's see what the word of God says. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So trusting in the Lord with all our heart is the opposite of doubting God in his word. Such trust is fundamental to our relationship with God. It is based on premiums that he is trustworthy. As God's children, we can be assured that our Heavenly Father loves us and will faithfully care for us, guide us, rightly give us grace, and keep his promises. In the most difficult times of our lives, we can commit our way to the Lord and trust him to work on our behalf. Our own understanding is limited, fallible, and subject to error. We must therefore be enlightened by God's word and his spirit. To learn, I mean, sorry, to lean on our own understanding rather than to trust God according to his word and spirit magnifies the human mind while it dim diminishes the human spirit. Dependence on human reason rather than trusting God's, God leads to pride and spiritual leanness. Rather than being wise in our own eyes, we should demonstrate our trust in God by asking him continually for wisdom and knowledge of his will in all spurs of our life. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 5 says this, the righteousness of the blameless makes their path straight, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. And so in all our plans, decisions, and activities, we should acknowledge God as Lord and his will as our supreme desires. Every day we must live in a, cl a close trusting relationship with God, Always looking to him for directions by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. When we do this, God's promises to direct our path. He will lead us to his goal for our lives, remove all obstacles, and enable us to make the right choices. Let's get back into the word of God. Let's go into Luke, Luke chapter 14. And then I'm going to go down to verse... Um, 7 through 14. And listen to this. Listen to this story. It says this. Well, not the story, but listen to God's word. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this person your seat. 
then humiliated will you will have to take this least important place. But when you are when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. And so Jesus advised people not to rush for the best places at a feast. People today are just as eager to um, rise their social status, whether by being with the right people, dressing for success, or driving the right car. Whom do you try to impress? Rather than aiming for prestige, look for a place where you can serve. Let me say that sentence again. Rather than aiming for prestige, look for a place where you can serve. If God wants you to serve on a wider scale, he will invite you to take a higher place. Jesus taught two lessons here. The first lesson he taught, first he spoke to the guests and telling them not to seek places to honor. Service is more important in God's kingdom than status. Let me say this again because it's so important. Service is more important in God's kingdom than status. God wants us to serve. If he comes out on this earth and he served us and he, he served us as, his, as the Lord and Savior and showed us the way, we as children of God should be serving in God's kingdom. We should be serving in our community. We should be serving our help of someone else. That's what God's children are supposed to do for his kingdom, not on the status quo of how much um, honor I have or my status quo, my right car, or my status quo, or the, um, or the social statuses of what I look like to the people. No, 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 no. As God's children, we are called to serve. Hmm. Let me keep going on. So the second part is he told the host not to be exclusive about whom he invites. God opens his kingdom to everyone. How can we humble ourselves? Some people try to give the appearance of humility in order to manipulate others. Others think humility means putting themselves down. Truly humble people compare themselves only with Christ, realizing their sinfulness and understand their limitation. On the other hand, they also recognize their gifts and strengths and are willing to use them as Christ directs. Humility is now self-degradation. It is re, 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 realistic assignment, assignment and commitment to serve. And so let's go into Romans, Romans chapter 12. And then we're going to go down to verse um, 16. So Romans chapter 12, verse 16. And this is what the word of God says. Well, I went past it. <laughs> All right. It says this, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Many people use their context and relationships for selfish ambition. They select those people who will help them climb the social ladder. Christ um, demonstrated and taught that we should treat all people with respect. Those of different race. The handicapped, the poor, young and old, male and female, we must never consider others as being beneath us. Apostle Paul says we need to live in harmony with others and not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Are you able to do humble tasks with others? 
Do you welcome conversations with unattractive, non-prestige people? Are you willing to be friend, newcomers, entry-level people? Or do you relate only to those who will help you get ahead? See, as God's children, we, we should be able to relate and conversate with all people, not just to make our status quo or climb up the ladder or be in our selfish ambition. No, ours as God's children, we should be able to relate to all people because that's what Christ did. So whether if they are in level entry or whether they're in housekeeping or whether they don't have no status quo or whether they in um are elderly, you know, whatever it is, we as God's children should be respectful. We should be kind to all people, not just all the people that's going to give us favor for our own good and our own selfishness. No, no, no. We should be in harmony with one another. But humble ourselves underneath a mighty God's hand, and he will uplift us. Sometimes our pride gets in the way, and we think we could climb up this ladder on our own, and God will bring the pride down off that ladder and let them humble themselves, whether they ask for it or not, because he is God alone. He is the Alpha and Omega, and the only one who's going to rise someone up is him. And anyone who rises up on their own, they're going to fall back down on that ladder, because God's going to make sure sure they humble themselves and appreciate who he is, or they can stay down at the bottom of the pit and reject God and won't be happy and be miserable and be bitter and be angry. So humble is the way for God's children, not pride, not our titles, not our doctrine, not our knowledge, not our own wisdom, not our own understanding, but humble is the way for our God to move in, in the way that he needs us to move. Humbling, asking him, depending upon him, rely upon him, worship him, build a relationship with him. Humble is going to be the way for God's children because God says without him, it's impossible. But with him, all things are possible. And so we, as God's children, need to learn to learn how to be harmony with other people. Not just people for our own favor, not just our own kin folks, but with everybody. Because in God's kingdom, he welcomes everyone, okay? He welcomes everyone who accepts his son, the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and repent and turn from their wicked ways. And we, as God's children, supposed to be more like Christ and less, less of ourselves. So remember this, humble is the way for God's children. Thank you so much. For listen to divine inspiration. God bless you. Bye.